So guys, usually we do a cold opener, don't we? Yes. It's too fucking hot, so let's call it a hot, hot opener. Oh my god. How are you guys coping? Because I'm not. Um, All I feel is sweat. I live and breathe sweat every day, apparently, in this heat. I go out and train. The sweat goes into my eyes. I become blind. I smell when I get back in the car. I hate myself because I have to exercise for the three peaks. But then I... I was literally about to ask, how your, how is your training for the three peaks coping in this heat? But then I get on the scales and I'm not like a whale. I, I, I've lost a stone and I feel good about myself. You actually lost a stone? I've lost a stone. No, but what... Well, bloody hell, man. Well done. Uh, but then when well, I... Just water <laughs> from, like, dehydration. But then when I exercise, it, it hurts. But then, like, today, I was like, I will do this circuit. And I was like, it was all in the men mentality, and I did it. But then I didn't do it on m Monday, and I felt really bad. And I was like, what's that? Um, It's like that clip of Greg Davis, where he's talking about how he um uh, shat himself. And I feel like that, and I'm like, you stupid fucking prick you oh <laughs> this is such a low point and that's how i feel but well, that was a very that, that was a very long and detailed answer i mean i've just got a sweaty bum <laughs> yeah because right so obviously dan i've been to your house how hot is your conservatory <sighs> mine's like a fucking oven because we're obviously we've got the puppy anytime we're, like, we're trying to train her to go to like toilet in the garden but anytime we have to pass through that conservatory to get into the garden you open it, it's just like a waft of like walking into like spain or moldova or any sort of like equatorial africa like out. I'll be honest, my room is really, it's probably warmer than the conservatory. On really? The, yeah, I can't, don't know which day it was this week. I slept uh, on on top of my duvet, it was that hot, and then my, my back hurt, so I was like, I'm not doing that again. And But then I get in bed and I just, I get in and then I just go sweat, and it's like, oh my gosh. I get, I yep. wake up and I'm like, I need, I should really have a shower before I go work, but I'm just going to get sweaty at work. Uh, I, I'm going to, I must sound like I'm really fucking disgusting. I'm, I absolutely hate, <laughs> I am like, I do actually try to be one of the cleanest people. It's just this hot weather. I absolutely hate I, I being this sweaty. I despise hot weather. Because, you know, as I'm going to mention later on, it plays on my asthma. It, you know, I've got some form of hyperhidrosis, so I sweat abnormal anyway it just makes me feel absolutely gross like i hate hot weather because like trying to sleep in hot weather is a mission cold weather like you can actually it's easier to put on layers than it is to take off layers because it only reaches some point where you start to sort of like start debating do i take off my skin to try and cool down Ugh. so yeah so that's my rant it's not a cold opener it's a fucking hot opener rant over it's too hot in britain can we bring back the rain and the wind <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Victory Achieve podcast, a video game podcast, a TV show broadcast, a media in general broadcast, or podcast not broadcast, this is not TV. I am Brandon and I'm here with my favourite two gentlemen, Chris and Dan. How are you two gentlemen? Hello, I'm good. I'm too fucking hot. It is Make fucking it hot. Really hot. Make it stop being hot. Stop it. Yeah, let us know, let us know in our comments like, how hot it is. Current, well, I say like two weeks from when this release, like how hot it is where you are. Because the UK at the moment is just a nightmare. It is a scorcher, considering it's still technically spring, I think. Yeah, it's still technically spring until next week. It's 
technically summer as a time recording in five days. Yes, summer solstice in five days. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I said it last time, last last year on an episode where I get into work, I do a small amount of my machines, and instantly I'm like drenched in sweat, and it's fucking disgusting. I swear I said that last year, but yeah, it's still <laughs> just as bad. But uh, yeah, um, just to put it now, guys, I've not played anything anything new, uh, game wise. I'm sorry. I'm in the same category. I've not played anything new. I've just been watching stuff. You... Well, don't worry, guys, because I played two things that I know. Oh. <laughs> Brilliantly indulge us, Chris. Tell us more. All right. So, kicking off. I don't know why I did the countdown thing. I think my brain's just <laughs> fried with the you, heat. You, you were thinking <laughs> the heat coming from my laptop's not helping. <laughs> Yeah, just carry on. <laughs> fine, fine. Uh, yes, so I played something that might be up Dan's alley. Bolkum, the uh, new Warhammer 40k game, which is basically Doom, but with pixel art, and it's glorious, and I loved it yeah, every I... single second. I've, I've been meaning to actually check it out. I, I've been, as we all know, uh, what, I've been, what I've been playing. And so I was like, oh, and I noticed that. And I noticed you were playing it. And I was like, I need to check this out. But I've just, just not. I've just been busy and doing other things and not checked it out. So please indulge me or us and everyone listening. What is Bolgan like? So, um, Bolgan is, like I say, uh, like Doom, but like OG Doom. So you're going around, yeah. you, uh, you're collecting your, your health pickups, your armor pickups. Um, which can like go over 200, like 250. Uh, and all the weapons are fun to use. There's not a crap weapon. Uh, everything is fun. Your starting weapon is a chainsaw sword, which I'm sure if you know anything about Space Marines, then you probably know what you're going to get in for. I personally know bugger all about Warhammer, or apart from the uh, 360 Space Marine game from a while back, to which there's also a sequel coming out soon. So, indeed. Times in nice. So, yeah, you start off with your chainsaw sword, and you got the bolt gun. Uh, you get the heavy bolter, you get the gravity gun, which is nearly a BFG equivalent. Yeah, everything's just really fun to use. If you've played games like the original Doom or Wolfenstein, you pretty much know exactly what you're going to get. Uh, the levels are pretty big. Uh, secrets to find in every single mission. In fact, some of the secrets I do like. There's one power-up in particular, which I think uh, gives, a, gives you a spin on like, what weapon you think is your favourite. Because essentially, it allows you to power up whatever the current gun you have equipped is for a stage. So if you like like the heavy bolter like I did, you just like allow that to become more powerful for the rest of the stage. So you might want to emphasize on that. What if in... you prefer like the plasma gun? Sorry, carry on. Go on. I was just going to ask. Um, I think I'm because I've not really looked at. It, I'm quite interested. I'm like, what what are the enemies you're fighting? What are the levels exactly? Okay, so the levels are mostly industrial, like in the mountains, but you do go to some sort of a uh, Chaos Realms, I think. As I say, I know bugger all about Warhammer, so I can only say what's in the church, but there's yeah. like industrial gothic sort of uh, yeah, stuff. Kind of, kind of right. like the the original Quake, it reminds me of. Yeah, it sounds uh, about right. Uh, Enemies-wise, you got your cultists, which are like your zombie equivalent. I can just equate everything to Doom, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got your Nurglings, you know what those are. There's a couple of bosses in the game, like the main bosses are like the sorcerers, uh, yeah. they're like close the chapters. It sounds like you're basically just fighting Chaos. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, one of the enemies is literally called Lord of Chaos. <laughs> uh, there's great unclean ones. Oh, um, oh that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, they are big, yeah, big yeah. boys. They are a bit like uh, the asylum demon. They have a big bat booty to absolutely smack into the never realm. 
They sure do. And they've got a lot of HP as well. My One of my friends, he has one of these as a miniature. And I remember trying to uh, trying to kill it. And then I was like, yeah, fuck this. And I just went and did something else. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, the, the game's a lot of fun. I'll tell you what, uh, to, for a brand new game by a name developer like Focus Interactive, it being launched at £17, it's a steal. That's um, not too bad, actually. It's, it's not. Uh, if I have like one, I've got like, I've got, like three minor nitpicks, which I don't know might put you off. Uh, the first one is the length of it. It's quite a lengthy campaign. It's broken down into like three chapters with like eight levels each. But the levels, well, some of them took me like up to an hour to beat. But this is like trying to look for all the secrets and that. And I'm one of those people like comes out of a firefight and then backtracks to the last couple of rooms to like go and restore my health and ammo. <laughs> Although I was never like short of it all. And um, for contests, I did beat it on just a regular difficulty and I did die a fair few times. Uh, not to like an egregious extent, but enough to like keep it challenging. So I think the balance is pretty good. Your ammo for most of the weapons is fine, but a couple of them, um, it feels like you only get like a few shots. There's one called the Melter Gun, which is like a big sort of uh, plasma rifle, which can go through walls, which is quite nice. But I swear you only get like six shots of it and that's your lot in the Max yeah. uh, but there is uh, a few power-ups that can like double your maximum capacity of ammo for like this the level as well so that balances out and that goes into grenades as well uh i suppose which is the same point you can only carry a couple of grenades which seems yeah. a bit weird but there's also three tiers of grenades and if you run out of one you automatically like go on to the next one but one of them is like a, a super secret one which like pretty much annihilates bosses or like takes like off like 75 percent of your health and several times like accidentally use them just like common enemies because you, you just like press like the shoulder button to use one thinking i've just got like a normal grenade and i've accidentally thrown this, this super powerful one i was like oh shit i've just killed like one grunt with that Damn. <laughs> do they do the grenades have names because obviously being a yeah the... um a fan of uh, someone who plays the actual uh, miniature game um with space marines they have frag grenades crack grenades and then yeah both of them what's the third one that's what i'm wondering you know what? i'm trying to remember the name of it <laughs> um it's like a sort of um, glowing green skull. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I can only think of the that's... two, so I'm like, there's a third? It, yeah, yeah, it's sort of like a, a gravity well, I think, when you sort of let it off. No idea. Um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, to say it's it's fast paced the difficulty is like perfectly balanced as all things should be uh yeah i just had a really really good time with it um i like the pixel art it does that thing where it's like um pseudo 3d so it's like 2d sprites but when you turn around they're like flat <laughs> you know how you like can see like all debris on the ground and then you yeah. look at it from like a top down view and then you can just see it like spinning on the spot <laughs> so it's just trying to face towards you at all times because that bitch i quite like i like the uh pixel art aesthetic i think it looks really good and that's yeah. pretty much what sold me on it just the looks of it it's like that looks fun that looks like doom but with pixar i and it's got a chainsaw sword i'm very much on board of that and i'm very glad i pulled it up what what's it on because i think that's uh if i know i actually be fair i actually think it's on switch um yeah i think it's on every platform yeah I'm, I'm i've got it on ps5 myself i'm pretty sure yeah, i've got it on, on ps5 <laughs> yeah uh, Warhammer 40k bolt gun. Even if you know nothing like Warhammer like I do, um, just please play it. It's it's Doom, but with a different skin, and it's really, really fun. You'll get a kick out of it. And shall I move straight on to my next one? Uh, yeah, you, you seem like the only person who's played games. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Wow. Well, um, I'll, I'll bunker on down then by yeah. uh, talking about Amnesia the Bunker uh, briefly. With this game, is this is, is this quite an old game? Amnesia the Bunker? Yeah. No, no, am it's I, brand new. Am I thinking of a different game called The Bunker? Probably. Um, is, is Amnesia the Bunker the sequel to Amnesia the Dark Descent? 
Uh, yes. Well, it's made by Frictional Games, so uh, it's a sequel, but all of them are like all the uh, Amnesia games are not connected. But yeah, so mm. I mean, like it's just basically another in the another incarnation of those. Like what? Yeah, so it, it's the fourth one. I've yeah. like the machine for pigs and that. Yeah. Um. Uh, I can tell you now. Uh, this one's really good. <laughs> it's it's very good. So it plays differently to the others in the sense that one, you can defend yourself. You have a couple of weapons at your disposal. You have a uh, grenades and pistols and shotguns. Although I've not found the shotgun. Yet. And it plays more, it's more of a sandbox sort of open uh, structure. So the setting Amnesia the Bunker is it's the uh, the First World War, I believe. And you're playing as a French soldier who uh, gets knocked out during the battlefield and then wakes up in a, uh, a German bunker trying to survive. And there's an interesting sort of scenario going on there because not only are you not safe in the bunker because there is a it's essentially just like one monster hunting you kind of like alien isolation but also you've got like the ongoing war like right above you like, so every now and again like the whole ground and so the scenery will just shake because you can hear like a bomb going off in the distance and it's very claustrophobic as well and quite mm. dark as well as you'd expect them usually to be but as i say it's it's more of a sandbox so how the game's generally structured is like you have like one safe room in which there's like an item box uh a generator which you have to keep topped up with uh petrol to uh keep the lights on oh, okay. and and your one and only save point oh so as the game progresses uh you get a couple of key items which will make things slightly easier for you like uh at the minute i'd say i'm about halfway through the game and i've got myself like a gas mask so i can survive like gassy areas i found a lighter so there's a sort of portable light source and for using certain items like molotovs um like you can't kill the monster as you may expect but you can like keep it at bay just like in alien isolation like when you get the flamethrower it appears you can just like shoot it in the face and tell it to sod off for a minute but yeah it's it's like open structured <clears throat> so it's open structured so um you can just like pick a direction and you've got also got like a uh, limited inventory kind of like resident evil like you start off uh only able to carry six items and that includes like your torch and handgun and whatnot but as i say you can just take what you think you need on a trip and what the gameplay loop for me has been to like essentially go out and like what i call like doing a run going out grabbing like a few things returning to the safe room like dropping it all off and then like going again um so uh, it kind of feels like a sort of first person original resident evil in a way or, like you'll like go around grab a load of stuff go back to the save room save your game put your stuff in the item box and then go again but like throughout the entire campaign mm. so, and you can pretty much search choose which direction you want to go like your safe room's got like two exits so you want to go left you want to go right and like your room is like dead center and there's like several offshoots but there's also several ways of which you can go around solving puzzles so you don't like say like you find a door you can find it some of them have keys which you can find uh if you follow clues or you could just shoot it shoot off a padlock with your gun or if you find a brick you can just launch that through it there's like numerical codes as one might expect in the game like this but yeah um you can think outside the box a bit so for the most part all puzzles have like one or two solutions and i suppose depending on how you tackle it and how you what items you get when you get round to it will depend on how you want to play it. But there are two things to keep in mind. If you make a lot of noise or the lights are off, the monster's more likely to find you. Hmm. So if you like blow up a barrel or 
launch a brick for the door, you probably best want to get your running shoes on back to the save point. <laughs> so like make sure your you know, make sure your escape route's clear, you haven't locked all the doors behind you or anything dumb like that. Also, I've found out that although I only found this after I started playing it, that apart from the key items, all items you find like ammo, uh molotovs, uh petrol, that kind of thing, is randomized. Oh, okay. That's cool. So again, it might make you wanna rethink how you tackle things. Just say you want to use a grenade to open the door, that's fine. But maybe on this playthrough you haven't got one. That option is locked off to you. So I think it makes replaying the game ultimately will be more fun. Keep things fresh. Uh, randomizing the games are fun anyway, so to be have it built in as a game mechanic just makes it slightly more interesting mm. on a replay. Uh as far as I'm aware, it's just a one difficulty setting, but I'm not sure about a new game plus option. Uh time will tell when I finish it. And I will finish it because I'm having a blast with it. The only downside, of course, um I find is with there just being the one save point is if like you've gone on a run, you've got a couple of items and you just don't make quite make it back in time before your ass gets handed to you. Yeah. You're like, shit. That's like ten minutes down the toilet. Uh, it, the game's perfectly fair. I've not had any bullshit. I've not had any points where I'm like just like standing there for like five minutes going, sod off, you monster. Fuck off. <laughs> Leave me alone. Well, my immediate burning question is how much does it cost? Is it an uh, affordable great price? Uh, I got it for the low, low price of nothing because it came on Game Pass on day one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, to be honest, I was really chuffed with that because this is the game I wanted anyway. So I was like, ah, oh, brilliant. This is my point. I've seen a Starfield is coming to Game Pass as well. And another one uh lies of p as well he's coming to game pass on day one as well there's two more games i wanted to buy which i don't have to know yeah, i think lisa was looking for lives of p and i was like well it's gonna come on game pass yay uh i i didn't do a quick research uh, there is a game called the bunker uh it's by apparently it's by welsh a video game company um yeah it's not very good <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a horror game so it's still the same kind of thing genre but i, I think it's like a more like interactive thing but uh no Apparently, it's not very good, and it came out yeah. 2016, so a long time Ooh. ago. Yeah, quite a lot. That name's ringing the bell. Yeah, oh, there's I... also a TV movie from 1981 called The Bunker. Because <laughs> uh, when you mentioned it, I was like, I swear there's another game called The Bunker. So, yeah, I was. Well, it does sound like a generic game title that would be for a horror game, like yeah. you know, oh. indie horror game. Oh, I recognize the uh, box cover now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like an FMV adventure game. Yeah, well, I think I can safely say uh, Amnesia The Bunker is better than that, and it's also a damn sight better than The Last Amnesia. The Last Amnesia was pretty much just a walking simulator uh, and I remember seeing uh, Amnesia Rebirth oh, okay I've only played The Dark Descent uh, yeah it's I, I say I haven't finished yet uh, I think The Dark Descent may be better but this at least gives it a run for its money or is at least toe to toe with it because uh, it is like genuinely creepy but just the setting alone is like unsettling but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've trying to find the time to play it has been a little bit difficult because the type of game it is I want the spooky ambience mm. and it's a heat wave it's like still bright it's like 10 o'clock so like, yeah, I don't want to be playing in the daylight <laughs> like the screen like, like reflecting on the screen that kind of ruins it well, I get that sometimes I'm like oh I need to get my steps in so I go outside and bring my switch and then I, the, the lights just shine on my switch I'm like yeah I should have just listened to music while, instead of get, and getting my steps instead of playing on the switch just can't see jack shit yeah because I've reached a point where I went to bed at like 10 o'clock and it was still fucking bright outside mm. yeah I, 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 like, as soon as we finish this I've got to go to bed because I've got work in the morning and i know oh, it's gonna be today yeah i know it's gonna be like still really light outside i'm like well that's just how it is longest it's... day's still a couple weeks away i know it's gonna be i can't wait for that to pass i just or mainly i just can't wait for the temperatures to drop it's gonna be a yeah. while well my incentive to go to work is because we have air con there <laughs> it's lovely we don't <laughs> 
we do, oh, but yeah. not where I am. Uh, oh yeah, actually, yeah, the same. Like we have aircon, but not where I am. But, yeah, and annoyingly, my hours are going down next week because like the students are away for term time. I'm like, no, I want to stay there for as long as possible. Not like you wanting to be at work. I love my job. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> um, can I just stay here for like, at least ten o'clock at night because it's lovely and cold? Actually, I, th I think I've got a nice little follow-on from this, Dan. If you don't mind me saying. Go on. But you know, some people for their jobs, it can either be hell. Or it could be a paradise, can't it? I'm going to be honest. I was I was going to make this the next thing to talk about anyway. But fair I know. I, I, thought, was... I thought this moves on actually quite well from the conversation. <laughs> but yeah, so for anyone who's an anime fan out there has probably heard of the anime Hell's Paradise. So I, I've which, been watching it since, yeah, day, I, since day one. But yeah, yeah, I did a binge of it. And uh, right, bear with me for this, Dan. But you remember when we watched Rock and Oyusha? The, bra the six braves uh yes 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 i had a bit of a vibe of that while watching it you know in the, in the terms of like there's a mystery going on okay and we're trying to figure out what's going on obviously they're all trapped in this island they're somewhat having to work together but not work together at the same time <clears throat> the so how would you describe hell's paradise it's like a survival survival but Everything... it's got that sort of junji ito berserk vibe to it yeah the, the way i Every, every person, all the big uh, anime people on the internet, the way they describe this anime is if uh, Hunter Hunter was continuing the manga, this w is probably what the dark content art would be like. Oh, okay. Um, so, and to be honest, I love the premise for this a anime so much. I think the premise is incredible. Uh, the main character is he's completely different from every other shonen main character for one reason. He's married and he loves his wife. Yes, I, that is such a refreshing take. Um, so the premise of this anime is uh, a bunch of criminals who are scheduled to be on death row are, if they will get a pardon if they go to an island and find the elixir of life and that is pretty much everything. They go to an island and the island is hell on earth. It's hell's paradise. Yeah, because like, they sent like people off to go to the island to try and get the elixir of life like normal soldiers and whatnot and their bodies come back on boats covered in like flowers and they've turned to like plants or some of the people have not returned at all but but there's just no information on what's on this island because no one's come back alive apart from one guy who then eventually did basically turn to a tree or a plant okay. it's been really interesting seeing like all the different well technically they're gods aren't they the weird creature tall creature things aren't they they're the gods and then you've got the the tenson which are like the hermits like the seven hermits who look after the island to stop humans from getting the elixir of life well, well, in the latest episode, they go into a bit more of it, where the creature, the mindless creatures, are just kind of what, whatever that's there. Then you have um, something over them, which they've only just appeared in the latest episode and then you have like the kind of demigod kind of people who basically have no gender and can turn into male and female forms at, not kind of at will i think there is a bit more where they maybe uh because we're in battle um one of them was kept going into each form after a certain amount of damage they uh mm. they'd taken so i don't know quite what's going on there but uh yeah it's got some uh kind of like nightmarish to an extent like um monsters and uh creatures and it's it's really cool uh there's a lot of uh interesting characters i think it i don't know i think it is a bit of a don't really get too attached to too many characters because a lot of the characters that introduced pretty much get killed off quite quickly uh i yeah, think it's just something so refreshing about you know actually having main characters <laughs> die having you know a, a character who's not gonna form a harem you know someone who's you know he's actually married from the beginning 
and it's nice seeing him regain his reason for why he does genuinely mm. want to survive. I've seen a lot of uh, shipping of the main main character and his um, his executioner. Bo- his, yeah, his executioner is bo- kind of not. Yeah, not. I was about to say bodyguard. No, his executioner. And it's just like no, he's happily married. So no. Uh, I think, <laughs> especially after listening to a latest Trash Taste episode, I think Hell's Paradise is going to have the same problem that Chainsaw Man has, and it's only twelve slash thirteen episodes. I I think I've been thinking about this for a while. I think Chainsaw Man should have been. I think they should have just done the whole of part one they should have done they really I think should, they have, should done. have just done the whole of part one as a 24 or even a little bit longer season and i think hell's paradise is gonna have the same problem where it's not gonna be long enough and we're just kind of gonna forget about it have you been reading the manga of hell's paradise no it's completely finished okay i was gonna say because if you've been reading us and you know what's coming up no it's completely finished i think i don't know if it was finished because he got to the end or forgot to the end or um shonen jump forced the end i don't know i think I'm not really sure. It might be a bit of both. But oh, really? I don't know. That I don't know, but I think Hell's Paradise will have the same problem as Chainsaw Man, that it'll be a really big shonen anime of the season, and then once the season's done, people will move on. And that's mm. kind of what's happened with Chainsaw Man. Sadly, whereas she has something like Jujutsu Kaisen, which has a lot of fans, because it was 24 episodes the first season, and season two... Yeah, so bad, like, you get more emotionally invested into it because it's on, on for half the year. Yeah, I I I've, I like Jujutsu Kaisen. I have my problems with it, but I, I do like it, but it's more... I, I can see why it has a bigger popularity than something like Hell's Paradise or Chainsaw Man. Mm. Uh, you know, I but I, you know, um, Hell's Paradise is it's been really good. It's been definitely one of the anime this season. I've been enjoying uh, far more than others. Uh, I think it's for me it has I, I would say it's been like on a, a sa- same level from start to finish i don't think it's dipped at any point uh pro- well it's the studios it's done by studio mapper so I, yeah. I i pretty much trust them to do incredible mm. work now if, the, if they do they if i'm watching an anime done by mapper i know it's going to be good yeah um well they're also doing villain saga which currently is my anime of the year so yeah um but yeah health powers is good yeah, recommend it to anyone unfortunately that's the only thing that and Downward Festival are the only things I've been up to. Well, yeah. Chris, I know y- you and I have both watched Spider-Verse. Indeed. Uh, which also means there's a version of me in the multiverse somewhere that hasn't seen this film yet. <laughs> oh, sorry for that. Yes, uh, we both saw Spider-Verse. It did indeed. What and I'll tell you what, you know what? I'm really, really glad I got to see this in cinema because uh, I didn't get to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse at cinema. Oh, really? And if, no, I didn't. Uh, I did see it on Blu-ray. I've got, in fact, I've got it on Blu-ray, the original. And I fully intend to get this on Blu-ray as well because it looked phenomenal on the uh, X Plus screen. And do yourself a favour, when this episode comes out, it should still be on the cinema. For the love of everything go and see it in the cinema because watching it at home will not recapture as beautiful as this film looks it's feast for the eyes really it's is incredible i i'm st- i think because i've seen it once and i'm like was it better than the first one i don't know it's like it's that thing where you see something and it's like oh yeah it's better than the first one and i'm still like mulling it over and i'm like maybe it is maybe it's not but they're both incredible mm-hmm. i hesitate to say because of how it ends i 
don't know if people know or not, and I don't really want to say what you reckon. All I'll say about the ending is I, I kind of got, uh, I knew kind of, well, firstly, it's, it is a two-part film, so... That's what I was going to avoid. Yeah, yeah it is a yeah, two-part, which I actually didn't know going in. Yeah, the second part, funny enough, comes out uh, three days before I, after I'm 30. Uh, and I've, I did not, I got a inkling of the, of kind of uh, that it was a bit of a, what the ending kind of was, because I, I follow a, an author on Facebook, and he took his son and his son's friends to the film, and he was like, my, my son and his friends got really annoyed at the ending, and I was just like, well, because uh, they're, they're far younger than us, for, uh, by a lot, so, you know, we, we're three very mature people, uh, to an extent. Uh, uh, we understand uh, storytelling uh, to a point of, and how it can go so in the end I, I was i was fine with the ending i thought it was great um i was fine with it because i thought hey we get to go get to see another one yeah. <laughs> but the, it, the film does like kind of end on like a really bombastic note like like the tensions are high and then it just like says like to be continued and i was like is this a joke? Is this like a sort of Simpsons thing? So like, to be continued right now. <laughs> but I, thought, I looked at it and I was like, there's no way that's been like two hours and 20 minutes. Lots on my phone. Yeah, it's been two hours and 20 minutes. That just went. Like, <laughs> this, this film um, really went places in terms of obviously the story and a lot of the mm-hmm. characters, but just all the uh, little things like the cameos. I, I'm not going to say anything more, but there's a lot of really cool uh, cameos easter eggs and just there's a whole lot of little things that you i think on a second pass or third or fourth you'd be like oh i didn't notice that the first time second time whatever oh there's that 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 it's great yeah uh the voice cast again everyone's done a fantastic job i didn't actually look up the voice cast before going into this one uh so i didn't know if nick cage was going to be in it again uh reprising his role as spider not but uh jason schwartzman plays uh essentially the uh the, the villain and i like what they did with his character like starts off a bit bumbling and then gets more and more threatening as the film goes on. It's yeah, I remember watching the trailer and I thought, oh yeah, he's just the, the minor villain. And then yeah, I he, I was quite surprised at how big he became in the film. I did not expect it. No, essentially there's another um like right, you got um you got Oscar Isaac uh playing Spider-Man 2099. Yes. who's another major player in it. Even Andy Sandberg plays a character, which I won't say who, but um I didn't know he was even in until I took the cast is like oh okay <laughs> yeah I knew about a week before uh, week before I saw it I was like oh right so when when he when his character appeared I was like there he is the reason I'd, I'd say like obviously is it as good as the first one because the first one was like animation was groundbreaking and this uh, ups the ante somewhat but because it's like half a film it's hard to say but then again the first one also has the trap of it's the origin story again <laughs> kind of. but it did make me rewatch the first one again to uh, look out for things that have been laid down in the second one just to see if the like you know when like you know like when they're doing like a, a retcon or they call back to it it's like you go back to check don't you yeah <laughs> it's like is that character actually there did they just make that up <laughs> but no uh attention to detail is very strong just like most of the other marvel movies have been for the most part <laughs> i i really liked it i i liked how it began with uh spider gwen and it like really went into her character and it was mm-hmm. it was as much of a story about miles as it was about her it was great yeah somebody pointed out like oh the, the first one starts in a line oh let's do this one more time and it's like a character introduction and it does it again in this one so for the third one i, I really hope the film starts off with exactly the same but with a different spider-man one. <laughs> it's like, let's, let's do this one more time 
I think mm. I have an inkling on who it might be. Yeah, now I think I do as well. Say that, I'm not going to say. I'm not I have gonna an say. inkling on who that is going to be, but uh, yeah. that is a ginormous spoiler, and I am not saying, mentioning that right now. Actually, I'm never going to mention that on this podcast. <laughs> That's something. Actually, well, no, we probably will when the second, third film's out. To be fair, I'm going to be, I'm going to be cheeky and type it in the Discord chat. <laughs> I'll say because it doesn't matter if you spoil it because I still don't know anything about anything. You you should watch the first. I've got the first one if you wanted to borrow. I've not even seen the first Spider Man. You don't. Well, I say well, you don't even need to watch the first Spider Man. Yeah, that's exactly who I was gonna. Who I yeah yeah of course yeah. I. Um, I can already picture it. Uh, um, but I had. I think one after I watched it, um, there's one Spider-Man I didn't clock in the film. I I don't I've not actually seen a clip if this Spider-Man is in the film, but apparently he is, and it's the Superior Spider-Man I, who is the Spider-Man who uh, Doctor Octopus uh, my, uh, takes control of Spider-Man's body, and he kind of it is as he's a very brutal Spider-Man. He's I see I all I actually saw a, uh, a an article saying that he would superior spider-man would have been a good uh another good character to um to like compliment spider-man 2099 as like the leader of the spider-verse mm-hmm. um the thing, but... is, thing is maybe he is there but um there's, there's a very large section of this film which is essentially just easter eggs and it goes on for some time it's like you you can't go for more like every single frame of animation there's another one there this film's going to take a lot of rewatches to like get everything like so apparently superior spider-man is in the film but i did not clock him wherever he is but uh i think that was the only spider-man i was like oh, i hope that spider-man's in but uh, apparently is somewhere but i don't know where so i'm gonna have to either google it or whatever but I don't yeah wait, wait till it's out on blu-ray and like freeze frame it and <laughs> frame by frame yeah uh, but, okay, well, I, um yeah miles was great just yeah yeah phenomenally good I don't, I don't really, all, it, all the spider-man films are knocking out of the park yeah i, I don't really know i don't have anything bad to say. i just really enjoyed it i i yeah so I, I i think what was quite what was quite fun uh the, the showing i went to i I, I sat like I was like the only one on my row, and then I had a, a lot of the other people were in groups, and I, throughout the film I could hear them like making noise in like a uh, a good way of like oh oh when some a certain Easter egg appeared they were like <gasps> or they'd be like ah oh. it, it kind of made it quite enjoy it made it more enjoyable it, like before it started everyone was chatting so much and I was like oh I hope they're not gonna chat throughout the film and then the film was on no chatting but it's just like it'll be like an, an, a certain easter egg and everyone be like <gasps> it, was, it was quite it made, made it more entertaining it's cool yeah our show was a little bit like that it was uh pretty crowded it's more crowded than i thought it would be because we went on like a thursday afternoon and i thought it won't be that busy like, oh, <laughs> but again everyone was like really chatty but once the film came on everyone just shut up <laughs> no music was great um yeah i don't have anything bad to say about it just... no no i can't wait i can't wait to watch it again right? yeah remember. same uh, and I'm I'm more than hyped for uh, part two, yeah, Spider Boogaloo. Beyond the Spider Verse. Yes, because originally they were going to call it part one and two, but they changed it um, close to release, I believe, uh, just across the Spider Verse and beyond, just to annoy people. I think. Into across and beyond the Spider Verse. Yeah, shouldn't they? Have, if they were doing that, shouldn't they have a Spider Verse Infinity now? You can have Infinity and then Beyond. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think if there's a spider verse, there should be a, f- a spider bridge and a spider chorus. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah, <laughs> and spider breakdown. That's a bit we want. Oh, spider breakdown. <laughs> spider circle bit. <laughs> you say that, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it, there was a Spider-Man who did a spider breakdown in that film. <laughs> but, 
Uh, yeah, that, I, yeah, I don't have anything. I don't really know what more to say about it. it was... Yeah, I know people are picking it apart, like analyzing it bit by yeah. bit, like all the Easter eggs. Oh, here's here's a little a little minor one, which somebody pointed out, and they went, "How the hell did I not notice this?" So the, there's a Lego Marvel uh, yeah. Spider-Man game. The, there is a Lego Spider-Man in the movie for a very brief time, and it states like what's what <laughs> universe they're from, and it's the same one from the game. And everyone was like, "How the fuck did we not notice that?" <laughs> Oh yeah, well, it's literally the same one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So if you like the uh, Lego Sp- Spider-Man, there yeah. you go. There's your reason to watch it. That'll be yeah. So it'd be like the actual Lego games. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah. There's yeah, attention to detail in it. Well, I've done the research. <laughs> well, there's there's so many little like lines where it's just like oh yeah there you go like there's a MCU well, line and it's like oh there you go that's quite near that's like right near the beginning. To be fair, yeah. that MCU line. Oh, there's there's many parts of this film I could like analyze. Uh, of of all the like it's one of those films like some of the other marvel ones um where i just sort of like stop to think about it uh probably to my detriment because i'm probably raising points which are one either easily answered and i've dismissed it or i'm just going down a rabbit hole and i just need to stop yeah yeah um but yes if you haven't told it's it's a recommendation from both me and them <coughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing i'm free for free so far i've got two games to run a movie i'm doing really good all recommendations i've Everything's... done a festival well, i've not really done a festival recommendation but i have done an anime recommendation yeah it's, it's ultra positive this one shall we this keep is the, very positive keep the flow going um i guess or, or... Yeah. Yeah, right. um, I've got one. I've got I've got one film that I want to talk about, uh, which I do have praise for, and then another one I do have praise for, but in a weird, sort of depressing way. Well, I because uh, I know I know what they are. I know which one's which, and the one you have a lot of praise for, I really want to watch the film. So I guess let's talk about that because uh, I really, really want to watch this film. Right, let's get the obvious joke out of the way. I had a whale of a time watching yep. Endem Phrases the Whale. Yeah, so this, to my surprise, came to Amazon Prime. Oh, shit, uh, really? Yeah, that's how I watched it. Oh, so you can I'm go watch it right now. I'm literally going to go on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> make sure it's... I didn't have, you didn't, did you have to pay? Uh, no. Cool. So, yeah, so uh, so me and the folks watched it. Uh, yeah, so if you're unaware, this is like Brendan Fraser's like comeback film. Um, after like he was unfortunately like abused in Hollywood and pretty much retired for like 20 years. Uh, but he came back and won an Oscar for this film and I can totally see why. This film is incredibly well acted. It's not the happiest film in the world but the subjects it tackles are done well. Um, they went to a couple of places, like topics I didn't think it would be about. The basic premise is um, Brendan Fraser's just put on a ton of weight. He's had some trauma. It's established very early on that he's essentially going into cardiac arrest and if he doesn't do anything he's going to die like within like, the next week. And then and the rest of the films is like um, his ex-wife, his daughter he's trying to reconnect with as he went out and had an affair. Um, but without going into too much detail, it's basically trying to fix everything he can before it's too late to um, results. <laughs> yeah, this film's uh, it's not overly long. I think it's like an hour and 45. Didn't feel like it again, just like Spider-Verse just went. Um, and yeah, I, I do recommend this film uh, as a dotted drama. If you like that kind of thing, like don't go looking for action. It's it's a bit of a far cry from the mummy. You're not gonna get that. Um but Brendan Fraser is giving it his all, as is every other cast member, uh, including um uh, Sadie Sink, who plays Max in Stranger Things, uh giving it a rule. Um the dynamic between them two is great, even if she does come off as a complete moo cow, but that's the character. So she plays it really well. And you you really feel for everyone. You you understand like everyone's struggles, what they're going through, how they're trying to um cope with one another. 
I guess would be the correct way to do it. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's just a good time. Well, I say it's a good time. It's a good film, but it's not a happy film. Uh, it's like how but, I feel about Whiplash. Whiplash is an incredible film, but uh, I'm never going to watch it again. Uh, I'm exactly the same with you on that. Uh, I really did like that. Oh, minor, <laughs> minor thing. <laughs> while, while, we, uh, while we're talking about J.K. Simmons, who's in Whiplash, uh, it's <laughs> nice to see he, he's like J. Jonah Jameson in like every universe. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Still with him. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> I wonder... I, I know that's like a sort of in-joke, but I wonder if they're going to bring that up as a plot point. Is he like a sort of nexus point? Everything leads back to James. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, 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 there's another fan theory for you, folks. Don't go down that one. Oh, or do. I'll, I'll encourage you. Be, be creative. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, The Whale was a great film. Um, I don't know if I'll watch it again. Now I know what happens. But yeah, you can see why he won an Oscar for it. And I'm really, really glad he did. It's just nice to see Brendan Fraser back, to be honest, yeah. after such a long time. Mm. Uh, uh, he's always come across as like a guy who's like, really nice. Kind of like uh, Rick Moranis. He, he's had a very similar career thing. He was like huge for a bit. And then he sort of retired after sort of tragedy. But he's supposedly coming back for Plenty of Shrunk the Kids. But I've heard nothing about that for ages. So. But I hope he does as well because he's always come across as really nice too yeah even um Keanu Reeves had quite a lot of uh tra- tragedy in his life although Andy you mm. still seems like the most wholesome person as well mm. well I'll tell you what while, while we're quickly on the subject of tragedy it doesn't tie in with what I've been talking about but I bought the new Foo Fighters album that which is uh it's the, you can tell the entire album's written about uh the loss of Taylor Hawkins the drummer oh. it's it's almost like a concept album it's not but pretty much every song is about losing him in some way or form. I can't remember what and it's, it's called. Stella. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a song near the end that's like ten minutes long. That's really good. The teacher. Yeah, I've uh, I'll be honest, since I've bought it, uh, when it came out, it's all I've listened to. It's one of those albums you just put it on and just leave it alone. Right. But yeah, um that, something else. <laughs> I didn't know where to squeeze it in, so I thought I'd do it do it now. Yeah. Uh but here we are, it's the album title and it's really good. That's my it's my album of the year because it's like the only one that's come out this year that I've listened to. <laughs> Apart from uh, Metallica. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Are you going to go on and talk about the whale again? Talk about the whale again? Uh, I don't know, because you went onto, again, the, but... you got onto the sidetrack <laughs> side of tragedy. Yeah, oh, it, it, was, it was going all too well and bright and positive, so let's bring it right down. <laughs> We've got a moan up. Yes, so uh, I watched one film called Boiling Points, uh, again on Amazon Prime, and you'll have to forgive me because I've completely forgot who stars in it. <laughs> There's only one character uh, actor I know in it, and he's one of these actors that's never like really been like the main star. He's always been like a, uh, a sort of bit actor, supporting actor, and I'm going to have to look it up now because it's going to drive me nuts. Anyway, Boiling Points came out couple of years ago 2021 and it's most notable for the entire film being done in one take really oh but, it's one but, of those yeah bit yep, like um the... 1917. No, yeah, 1940. Yeah, uh, although that film did have a couple of breaks in it. Yes, this one it did. Doesn't. It did. Although mm. they say it's all one take, but it did have a few. Yeah. I think it was close. I think that film had like uh, three breaks in it. So they still did like quite long shots. But yeah. Yeah, because there's a bit where really. he gets like knocked unconscious. So yeah, mm. then that gets to the yeah. next. I was saying, imagine if they kept that bit just unconscious for like half an hour. <laughs> right, is he going to wake up yet? <laughs> yeah. It's like, now go and buy your popcorn. <laughs> Now's a good time to go to the toilet. <laughs> Stephen Graham, he's the, uh, the lead guy, who you may know from the second Venom film. Um, just having a look at images for this film. Uh, oh, he's in The Irishman as oh, well. With him, yes, yes, yes. Oh, Snatch. Yeah, you recognise his face, because, he, again, he's one of those actors that's like, yeah, you recognise his face. He's a oh, great that, actor. Yeah, it is like one of those actors where you see his face and go, oh, that's that guy from that thing. You can never remember what it is. <laughs> I think he's, uh, I think, actually, 
he's a Leicester boy, you know, or something. I think he lives, I think he has some connection to Leicester. I, I might be talking out my arse, but I think that is kind of correct. I don't know. Close. Kirkby in Lancashire. That begins with L. Uh, close enough. <laughs> I can't need to Google anyway. I don't know. Mm. I, unless and he anyway. lives here. Anyways, carry on. Sorry. So, yeah, so uh, boiling point, which I, I'll be honest, is what I'm currently feeling now with this room being the temperature it is. <laughs> uh, boiling point. It's now, yeah, let's bear with me on this one because I do recommend it, but only for a certain sub, like, group of people. That people being those that have worked in um, a restaurant like, for quite some time. Because the premise is uh, it's completely grounded. As I said, it's done in one take. Stephen Graham is a kitchen manager and essentially it just follows his entire shift uh oh, throughout the day it's from um from like uh issues of like overbooking uh you meet like the staff one by one as he like bumps into them and then like the camera will follow them for a bit and there's you ups and downs you may expect like somebody says oh they're allergic to, to nuts so you can kind of see where this is going people want to change their order and that causes a kerfuffle and if you've ever worked in like restaurant management like i have it hits really really close to home and i was like yep i've had nights like that i've done this shit before and I, I admire how accurate it is but at the same time i swear it gave me ptsd <laughs> i was like having fucking nightmares watching it's like oh no no i don't want to do that again it's a part of my life i don't want to relive anymore i love my new job i don't want to go back to doing that but yeah it's um it's again well acted it's as i say really hard to recommend i don't i can imagine a lot of people watching this and either not caring for it or think it's boring but i promise you if you've worked in uh, restaurant or restaurant management for any length of time you'll get this you'll just instantly recognize this is like part of your life that you've been through so as a sort of slice of life thing it's pretty good i don't think i could ever watch it again because <laughs> i think it's just too haunted but, which is kind of strange for a film which like isn't like action-packed or violent mm. or anything like that it's just a day at work but some days at work can be really horrible as we know uh, and this is one of them that's why like completely completely uh 180 but like why slice slice of life and Animes are like really big in Japan because people work their day jobs and just like oh, and then just put on a kind of I don't say mindless but like a, an easy slice of life anime to watch because it's just mm. like just, it's easy it, it make, takes your mind off it and so I can understand why you watching Boiling Point would give you like PTSD like oh my gosh I went through something like that yeah I've, like every everything that came up is like yeah, I've had that problem several <laughs> times before um I I, I, was, I was kind of correct Stephen Graham lives in Leicester here. Oh, he lives in Leicester. Yes, oh, okay. He lives in Leicester. She was. That's that's why. I, I knew. I, I thought. I knew that he had a connection to Leicester in some way. Yeah. Uh, I was discussing this film with um, my boss because I recommended it to her because she's done like similar work to what I have. To what I have uh, in the past. She innocently knew who I meant when I said Stephen Graham because she she pointed out. Oh, did you know he's dyslexic? Um, my boss is dyslexic. As it happens, I'm dyslexic. Still does a job incredibly well. And apparently, uh, his wife reads all the scripts to him, mm. and he takes. Uh, that's he just was a in, little thing I found it. He was, he was uh, Matilda's dad, wasn't he, in the new Matilda as well? I have not seen that, so I can't tell you. I, I've, I've seen enough trailers to ne- to make, to make know I'm never going to watch that film. Just because I, what, yeah. I think I think on what I was watching, and it just was the constant trailer, and I was like, fuck's sake, I don't want to watch this trailer again. Fuck's sake. And it's just, oh yeah, there's Stephen Graham with his green hair from Matilda. There you go. Yeah, he doesn't have green hair in Boiling Point. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think he would. Because it wouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Um, uh, I, on a kind of movie thing, but uh, I finally finished all of Star Wars chronologically. It only took six months. Uh, that's a long <laughs> effort. I would say it's been it's been a good ride. It's had its mo- incredible moments, and it's had a uh, some uh, it's had been a bumpy ride in places, and definitely a nosedive at the end. Um, oh really? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I'll be honest. The worst thing is the Last Jedi. I think it's the worst thing in Star Wars. It, it, yeah, yeah. Much. Like re watching Rises re watching Rise of Skywalker, I was like if the second film Oh wait, no, no, I was gonna say Rise of Skywalker, sorry. No, I I, I think Last Jedi Last Jedi fucks it. And there are moments of Rise of Skywalker where this had the potential to be great. And then there's moments where this is trying to pick up so many pieces and it's laughable that they thought this was a good idea. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I the the, mo- the the thing I got excited the most about Rise of Skywalker was when I saw Wedge right at the end. I was like, Wedge! And that was it. That was the thing I got excited <laughs> about the most. Uh, so yeah, um, I, 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 the only uh, last two things I, of Star Wars that I, I hadn't watched uh, that I needed to was Resistance, which is fine. It probably has a bit more hate than it probably deserves, but it's fine. It's not incredible. Uh, it's very, very, very low down on Star Wars. It's another anim- animation. It's targeted for uh, children six up, so that that's your target audience. That kind of tells you what it kind of is. Um, yeah, it's set in. Uh, the sequel trilogy era. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. And then I finally watched Star Wars Visions season two, which unlike season one, ha- where season one was just Japanese animation studios, season two is not. Season uh, season two is more like Love, Death, and Robots, where it's loads of animation studios across the world. Like the British one is Ardman, uh, yeah. Wallace and Gromit. Oh, okay. I I knew if I said that you were like, who's Ar- Ar- what's Ardman? Yeah, they do Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run there you go uh, yeah they did an episode for example I'll be honest it was the worst episode but they did do an episode did they do claymation for it yeah it, it's just it was just felt like it, uh, like a, it was the, the, the target audience for that episode felt exactly the same as Sean the Sheep <laughs> so yeah and I think the episode prior was probably the best episode of the season which was like a really dark episode where you have Jedi and Sith and it was really cool and then it just went into flight school yeah and I was like okay uh, no um, but yeah, season two is just more of the same. There's, it's, it's fun. It's fine. It's more of the same as season one. It's just a bit nicer to see a lot more uh, studios around the world. There's quite a few uh, stop motion. There's a, I think there's two or three stop motion um, through the second season. The first one's got a really cool shot of like um, of an ATST, and so that, that, that was that was really cool to see. Um, yeah, it's just more of the same. But yeah, finally finished Star Wars um, completely. So yeah, there you go. Right, I've got one burning question for you then, since you've done the whole thing yeah but actually let's make that two question number one of the whole star wars franchise what is the best thing they've produced Empire Strikes Back. So what? So one of the original. Yeah, the, the second film, The Empire Strikes Back. I think is the execute best order. <laughs> I I think that's the best film. I think it's the I, yeah. Second, I then I I know this is a personal thing. I would then say Rogue One because I think Rogue One captures what I love about the original trilogy in a modern way. But you know, I know a lot of people have their problems about it. I heard a I was listening to a uh, a podcast and they started just uh, going into the Darth Vader scene. Um, 
went ripping into the Darth Vader scene and it kind of made me go, yeah, it kind of makes Darth Vader look like an absolute joke as well as <laughs> making him look like a badass in that one scene. But, you know, that's just what it is. Um, but I, I love I love Rogue One. Uh, but yeah, Empire's the best See, thing. I, I'd have the same top two picks, just reversed. <laughs> I, I love Rogue One. I think, I mean, that's the best one. But yeah, uh, Empire Strikes Back is top two. Yeah. David, what's your other question? Oh, then my second question is, uh, oh, um, out of the whole Star Wars franchise, what would you say is the best moment that has happened? Uh, I don't know. Like, there's like, a lot what, of... Out of everything you watched, what would you say is the one thing which stands out as, this is fucking incredible? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, and the animation, animated shows have a lot of really good moments. Like, the end of Rebels is one I still think about, and I'm like, that is really good. I don't, I don't know. A lot of... I think the original trilogy stuff is great. Um, I, I don't know. that. I don't, I don't, I don't know to be honest. Uh, I feel it's just a bit cliche, just Vader defeating Palpatine. A bit, I know it's probably a bit cliche, but it is a great moment. I'd have thought you'd have, I'd have thought you'd pick the part from Phantom Menace where Jar Jar Binks gets electrocuted. No. Just wash out and repeat. I, I, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll see the next thing Star Wars is Ahsoka so oh, don't worry you won't hear any more Star Wars until Ahsoka there you go <laughs> so I've watched yeah, it all. Era for you. well I, I think there's a few I didn't watch the vintage shows and uh, I, I don't think I, I was ever I was never going to plan to I don't, I'm not going to sit through two seasons of the Ewoks uh, <laughs> so yeah it doesn't have any relevance to the grand scheme you're telling me you didn't watch Caravan of Courage I'm telling you I didn't watch Caravan of Courage why <laughs> Even bother watching it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm glad I've done it, and I, I would say um, Clone Wars and Rebels are absolutely incredible. And yep, the animation, but I I don't think you should. That should be a reason you shouldn't watch it. Watch them. Um, I would say Rebels is not Rebels. Clone Wars is a little bit uh, slow getting going, but I think both are great. Especially the the payoff for both of them is fantastic. And with the live action shows now, it just hones in more wh why they're relevant and worth watching uh but yeah five finished styles it's been a good it's been a good ride um i've ranked everything i've rated everything but that i'm not going to talk about it now that's not important but uh, I now know what is my favourite and what is my least favourite and everything in between. Um, I would say Book of Boba Fett was a bit better watch actually on a rewatch. Um, and it has a lot more connections in the grander scheme of things. I remember re when I watched it, the fight with Cad Bane in the finale, I was like, whatever. But rewatching uh, re it after watching Clone Wars, it, was, it had a lot of weight to it actually. But I think if you've not watched Clone Wars, it doesn't really have much going. That fight doesn't have much weight. And that's the only problem. Oh, then, um... education on Star Wars now that he's done I've taken one for the team and watched everything yep I have taken one for the team and I have watched everything so just for just sheer numbers how many Star Wars related media have you watched um I need to subtract one from this watch order because I did add um a Star Wars Fallen Order <laughs> uh so uh, 22 22 related films and series yes 22. Except Ewoks Battle for Endor. Yeah. Yes. And the original Clone Wars uh, card and cartoon. I did not watch that. I didn't watch the uh, Forces of Destiny animation because I, I didn't think 
it's like what's it? It's a bit like an anthology kind of thing with all the female characters. Uh, it was all all scattered all over the place, and I was like, well, I either have to like pick and choose episodes, so I, I didn't watch that. I've not watched the Young Jedi Adventures because I'm not four years old. Um, yeah. Did you watch the Star Wars Holiday Special? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't watch that either. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right then. Well, unless there's anything else, we did have a uh, one subject for tonight. One gaming topic. Um, yeah, one uh, one gaming topic. But we think we can get this one over and done with relatively quickly. Uh, and that topic is uh, games. Like, there's a lot of remasters out there. Um, like Silent Hill Two remasters coming out soon. Um, and honestly, we just thought we just asked the question on like Twitter. Uh, at least I did. Um, saying what what games do you think actually deserve a remaster or remake? Well, like not not the not the games that like were good the first time round and getting remade. But like, which ones actually deserve another shot? What you got? I don't know. I feel like. Because I spoke about it before, how much of a disaster Rascal was. And I want to see if that game gets remade, like, would they fix it? Or should we just leave it as the broken mess it is? Well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be true to it if it was fixed, was it? I know, that's a shame. <laughs> it's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> I don't know, that's fair. If, uh, if you, you like Rascal... Cause, like, cause the whole day. point of a remake, isn't it usually to fix problems to make a game better? Or make them worse, in those cases, Saints Row and Grand Theft Auto. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so um so some some ones that uh some people mentioned to me were Twisted Metal 2 on the PS1 uh I really enjoyed that back in the day they'd love to see that like upscaled to like HT with like like keep keep the core gameplay but just make it look like visually stunning how I've good got, would it I've look never like played any of the Twisted Metal games I played the original back in the day and I did have a lot of fun with it but someone is not into car games it's it was more it's I suppose it was more of akin to playing a uh, battle mode in Mario Kart yeah beat the shit out of you guys mm. You just like you essentially like pick one character who drove a vehicle with like their own stats and then just like go through a campaign which would basically one on one destruction, like just fight another guy. Kinda of like a beat 'em up game structured mm. like that. Yeah, yeah. It was fun for yeah. it lasted. It wasn't like super long or anything. Like, mm-hmm. but you can go through each person's campaign in like twenty minutes and then just repeat for all the characters, as you may expect. I I think, and funny enough, I think there is some news about this game that maybe they're doing either, they're doing some, I don't know if it's a remaster or a re-release, or the, but something is actually happening with this game. But I remember really enjoying, when I was younger, uh, Croc. Legend of the Gobbos. Yes, I enjoyed playing mm. that a lot. But thinking Same. back, it has really janky controls. I, I, it's got tank controls. Exactly. Yeah. It's the controls aren't the best. I I can totally re- see that being done by like toys who bothered with like Spyro and Crash like being remade in that graphic. Art I think style. I think there is some news about it. I think they're doing something. I'm gonna actually have a look. But I, yeah. so there is, is it... something that there is a new Croc game coming. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because there was a there was a Croc too, but it like massively underperformed. Mm. I've never played that one personally. I've only played the first one, but I did play that a lot. But I think that was because it's one of the earliest PS1 games and a character platformer one at that. So it had a lot of it had a lot of marketing and uh, focus on it when it first came out. Um, and also, uh, a, Croc, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, Croc was originally meant to be a Yoshi game before, that makes uh, a lot of sense. before the uh, Nintendo and PlayStation split. So they took like the kind of asset they already use and the basic premise and made their own character instead. Okay, here it is. Upcoming HD remaster of Croc Legend of the Gobbos. There you go. It was announced uh, 10 days ago. Yeah, there you go. I knew <laughs> oh, it. Yeah, I knew that that had come, but I, I was just like trying to think of something. I was like, well, that was definitely one. Uh, so, couple I thought of. Um, one, one I'd 
in fact, it doesn't really need a remaster, this one, I'm thinking of it. I could just do with a port, and that's the old Skies of Arcadia game that was originally on Dreamcast and GameCube. You did mention this the other episode I as think well. I may have yeah. done, yeah. But, um, but it's such a good game, and I've, I've wanted to replay it for years. It's just one of those games you, like, you think about every once in a mm. while. I really like to replay, but you've got no way of doing it. And it's it could really do with one. It's got the fan base there. I, I think I mentioned this earlier uh, episode as well, but I would like a really good... Uh, I think the, with the fan base of especially like the old old style uh, the old style of um, Final Fantasy I think Final Fantasy 6 deserves like a uh, like a final FF7 remake glow up I think the same yeah I was like I swear we said this yeah. yeah somebody else mentioned Silent Hill 1 getting a get, should get a remaster of Silent Hill 2 is because it's the popular one uh, I'm fully on board with that because Silent Hill 1 is great but it is a, uh, a little bit of a chore to play now because of uh, how it can controls and the voice acting is a bit out there. <laughs> well, I think the voice acting on all the Silent Hills is a bit out there, but that's part of the charm yeah. of Silent Hill 2. Yeah, oh, but it's really out there in the first one. Oh, it's, is it? It's it, is a shame because like the, the, the setup and tone of it's like really good at the beginning, and then they open their mouths and completely ruin it. <laughs> Whereas like, uh, Resident Evil 1 was like always campy <laughs> a little bit, uh, so like the voice acting goes really well in that. It, it's like chalk and cheese in the first Silent <laughs> but uh yeah uh if that actually got remade like with newer graphics and that, that, that could do really well it, it seems weird to me how they jumped to silent hill 2 first and just completely ignore the first one like mm-hmm. i mean yeah again it's popular and it's got pyramid head in it but the first one's still a really good game uh, i suppose some of the horror factor with some of the older games is because the graphics and let's face it are a bit crap <laughs> and it leaves a bit of city imagination for you mm. <laughs> like your brain like fills in the blanks isn't it like, if you go into a room and you hear like all it's like silent cries but you never see what it is like you're just ever thinking what the hell it was and even if you do see it it'll be like so murky and pixelated you go yeah i still don't know what the hell i'm looking at <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know these days it seems like everything all the big popular stuff is getting a, a remake or a remaster or yeah in, so, well, we, we've talked about remakes a lot um as, as of late but yeah. um that seems to be the times we're living in like um if hollywood's not doing it and games are like all pretty much i don't know so the games are remasters or reimaginings in some way or form yeah because yeah. there's a lot of like um non like mainstream games which were an absolute joy to play like i've got a fond like you know like i've said this many many times but i would love to be able to replay buck bumble and um armorines if they could just get to play a bit more smoother and not oh, have yeah, the yeah, rumble pack feature well, just make them available in the first place. Just put them on Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Because those those games would be so much better to play uh, if you've just got save states or more checkpoints. Yeah, because it's yeah. the whole problem with those games is the rumble pack. Like, you can't mm. save without the rumble pack. Yeah, and it's kind of uh, bollocks. <laughs> I mean, I think one thing that would be a good laugh is that if, imagine if they remade that South Park game, but now with all the extra stuff. Mm. Well, it's, not, it's technically not a remake, then it's a brand new game. It's just like an update, but that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the older games, uh, particularly around the PS1 era, which a lot of the remakes we suggested have come from, um, do tend to suffer from a trial and error gameplay. Yeah. Um, so, cause, again, that's from an era where game rentals are a thing, so they still make the games difficult on purpose. So you'll be playing it again and again and again. So to be able to play like some games with like save states, you think, oh, these games took me like all of all like took me like months to beat, and then you realise mm. the game is only like four hours long if you know what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I don't know. Um, I can't really think of anything. I think of old, older games. Uh... I know it still plays well, but I also thought uh, the God of War games, like the original. I've never played them. The, the original two, at least, like, would be nice, like upscaled with newer graphics. Keep the core gameplay, and it seems to me it seems like a good idea. Since you've had like the newer ones come out, which are completely different, it's like remastered the old ones. I don't know if it's me, but I think it is just me actually. There's something about God of War that just doesn't appeal to me. I don't know what, but I I've still not played the newer one. But I I've, I enjoyed the last one, like the first reboot. But I didn't love it. I, I much preferred the older ones where I played like Devil May Cry. Well, there's something about it that just doesn't interest me, or maybe it's the stigma that it's just it, it's such an incredible game, and I just have this feeling that I'm gonna play it and be like, it's not. But I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's different things for different people. Like yeah. I know people really like Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing, but I can tell you now without playing them, they're not for me. Oh, there we go. Oh, Animal Crossing is remastered. There we go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, that's all. Not a lot. I've had a new game. Yeah, that's true. Oh, there's one that might be good. Um, looking at my shelf. Did you ever play the original game uh, Condemned Criminal no. Origins? Oh no, but I know of it. That's a really good first-person sort of detective uh, horror game with an, like, an emphasis on melee combat. It's a. It still plays well, but it's a little bit hard to take seriously with some of the uh, again like voice acting and like character models. But the game is genuinely scary. Uh, and I reckon if that got just a graphical update. Uh, do that a world of wonders i think that deserves a re- remake yeah i'm trying to think of something that either looks like a turd graphically and needs a, mm-hmm. a remake or re- i'm trying i'm mainly thinking of like n64 ps1 ps2 era or something that plays like a turd and needs <laughs> but uh, i've already said this before i don't really own bad games or i if it's bad i just get rid of it that's my problem well as i own some games that i i think the consensus are they are bad but i still like them i still like Star Fox adventures i don't care what people say oh, yeah, that <laughs> I still like Final Fantasy 13 despite a lot of people saying it dog bad shit it's bad I own it as well it's I, an eyesore on my shelf I, d- I don't know why I, I, I'm I not going to say it's my it's definitely middle of the road for Final Fantasy but I, I enjoy it even if it I is I do just... look at it occasionally and think oh maybe I ought to play that again maybe it's not as bad as I remember but I just <laughs> know the moment I put it in it's like oh I remember why I stopped playing <laughs> I, I, I beat it <laughs> I, I beat it three times <laughs> and I'm, I just, nearly bought just someone's was enough and it took me like four years to get through it. Nearly... So I like, played it in spits and like for a few se- sessions I was like I can't play this anymore and then I come back to it like six months later and I was like <laughs> I will try it again yeah, where yeah. was I? Oh yeah I was in the infinite corridor that never ends. Yeah I nearly bought uh, 13 and 13 2 from a PS3 the other, the other week and then I was like no I need to spend money on more important things than two games from over 10 years ago. Uh, so you know I... what would have been right? Like say Final Fantasy 13 it gets better when like it, the game opens up once you're on like the grand pulse if they remade 13 but one fix the plot so it's fucking legible and secondly True. start it off as like more open then yeah uh, may have more of a case like actually like be able to explore rather than just go around mm. like, like make the crafting system make sense rather than just like the random items you just sort of splat together uh, i don't know if you've ever watched um the old youtuber spoony one but he did a fantastic series on final fantasy like final fantasy 13 especially he, no. he did like it's like a sort of three hour long like in like 40 minute videos all about Final Fantasy 13 just ripping it to shreds to be fair I, I watched like a, something similar on Final Fantasy 15 and, and it's just made me go yep 15 is like the worst Final Fantasy on like the main line if I can beat the main game by just pressing the A button you probably need to redesign your final boss fight <laughs> yeah and I did the bare minimum <laughs> 
Yeah, no. Well, 15 had a lot of uh, muddled production in it, development anyway. Do you know what I'd like to see a remake of? <laughs> Cyberpunk that actually fucking works. Apparently it does Oh, don't worry, the DLC is coming now for the uh, game. Apparently that it does now. Yeah, Excuse me if I'm still skeptical. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I don't really have any answer because I can't really think of anything. Cause... For me, like the only games which I like to see remade are the ones which obviously are just not really commercially available anymore, just to make them more accessible. Because I feel like here's one way you can rebrand them is if you remake them or remaster them. Oh, here's one for you, lads. Forget Time Splitters 2 and 3. What about just the first one? Remake the first Time Splitters? No, no, no. That is a bad game. Oh, yeah, okay. No, what you're saying about remake. Okay, yeah, actually, no, yes, yes, sorry, sorry. No, yeah. 2 and 3 are like cool classics. Yeah. First one's a bit grubby. First one's pretty frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, you fixed like the difficulty balancing in it and made it a bit funnier, like the Games. There's like no story. It's kind of easier playing two player because the difficulty is very hard. Yeah, there's like no checkpoints at all. <laughs> Do the whole level in one go. I think so. It's been a yeah. while. I've I bought it. I think I bought it twice and got rid of it twice. So yeah. Uh... There you go. Well, you can buy it a third time if they remake it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um... I was watching um a, a different game from like the uh the GameCube era. I was watching someone play. Did you ever play Beautiful Joe? No, but I know of no, it. I remember having a lot of fun at that. But I was watching. A uh, friend of mine, uh, the Cho Zone, play it, and I was watching him like do this sort of platforming bits where he had to punch bombs, but he had to like time it pixel perfectly. And I was watching him do it, like failing over and over. I was thinking, just do not remember this game being this annoying. <laughs> like, <coughs> I never finished the first one, but I did enjoy it, and I think I remember why. Watching him play it, it's like it was never this irritating. Was it? I remember having fun with it. But again, that's Visual Joe had a uh, interesting sort of comic book sort of cell shaded art style, and I reckon if that got cleaned up, that would, that could be a good remake. Yeah, we could be doing this discussion. Day, really. <laughs> every, every time I, th I remember a new game, I was like, oh yeah, I used to play that. I'd love to be able to play that again. Yeah, and they never do. I mean, yeah, although um, you do like look at some of the things they do remaster and think that doesn't need a remaster. It's fine. Uh, I, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it, oh, they have just announced. Uh, I think it was either last week, or so that they're remaking. Uh, or, or yeah, they're remaking Persona Three. Yes, Why? yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, which I'm actually I'm interested in because I I do like Persona Three, but a lot of the things I don't like about Persona Three, Four and Five fix them completely. So. That's why I why four is my favourite Persona game, uh, or, and five is just has too much talking, which apparently is mm. kind of either fixed a bit in Royal, and I don't know. My, my problem with five is it felt like all eight characters just didn't feel like friends, <laughs> <laughs> and they just sat around talking about stuff, not doing anything. Whereas four, they actually felt like friends, and that's kind of the same thing in three. But the three, it's gameplay wise, has especially when you're in the dungeons, uh, your characters would get tired and they would fuck off back to the dorm you're like what what I, I need you um and that was really annoying uh and it was really grindy and so i'm hoping that's a bit fixed whereas like four and five i think four is just the best of, of everything of all three of them uh just fixes all the, the problems of three and then five just has new problems but then i've not played royale so i'm probably talking out my ass i'm not prepared to play 100 hours of persona again anytime soon i'll tell you Actually, what i really need to remember the game which i like to see remade right remade you know like what they did with spyro games yeah crash bash they're doing the new you know, crash like with the, game you know like what's that there's a new crash bandicoot game oh yeah but it's like a rumble arena it's not crash bash it's oh, i know that it's like, a, it's like a new fortnite oh, is it it looks like because it looks like some sort of battle royale like but crash coated so from like a like judging a book by its cover, I think it's basically just slapped on a pay-to-win scheme using the skins of the Crash Bandicoot people. Uh. 
That's what I. That's what it seems like so far. I'm not gonna buy it at all, but if it's, um, I don't know. I think... Oh yeah, I mean, if they can give us that crash bash with a modern, um, modern lit, and you know, maybe add some more to it, you know, I think that'd be a fun little trinket. But I mean, Crash Bash itself is quite a small game anyway. It's more of a party game. Yeah. So I don't see them really getting like a big profit from it. No. I mean, you yeah. know, that's the main thing about these remasters is they want to do it so they can turn a profit. Yeah. Like I said it before, the uh, the third Fire Emblem. I said it before. So yeah. No, sorry, the fourth Fire Emblem, not third. Fourth Fire Emblem. I said that before that it needs a, a remake. So just say it again. Yeah. That does. I still say remake into the Dragonfly so it fucking works. Um, yeah. We could be yeah, here day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what needs a remaster? Skyrim. That really needs a re-release. Yeah, yeah that I think does. We need, no, I think we need another re-release of that. And um, yeah. Dark Souls as well, I think. Oh, definitely Dark Souls. Yeah. Elden Ring, mate. <laughs> that, that needs a remake. <laughs> now, if you want a hot, if you want a hot one, Bloodborne. Give us uh, 60 yeah. frames per second. You know what? Do you ever think when a new game comes out, do you think, you know what? I'm just going to wait 20 years until they uh, re-release it when it might work and all the <laughs> DLC is available in Game of the Year edition. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I don't. Sometimes I think about it. <laughs> I mean, something like Borderlands 3 come out. I was like, well, I know they're going to add DLC to it, so what's the point in buying it now? I may as well wait till it's like the next port. I don't even play the DLC it. for Borderlands 3. No, I've never played Borderlands. Wish I never played Borderlands. Oh, I'm doing a Borderlands challenge tomorrow. I know it is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I had to do an entire playthrough <laughs> just to uh, do it because it's I can't do it in like the base game. It's only something I can do in like New Game Plus, which I didn't realise when I said agreed to it. I just assumed I could like <laughs> get a certain weapon I was after. Uh, only to find out I can't. I was like, oh, well, I've said I'm doing it now. So here we go. <laughs> Quickest playthrough of Borderlands ever, <laughs> which uh, still took me ages. Yeah, I bet. Anyway, get, get enough topic. Uh, so today we've had a lot of, uh, well, apart from me moaning <laughs> as usual, uh, we've had a lot of positive things. Uh, we've had a lot of recommendations to you. Like everything we said today is like recommendation, recommendation. And I want to end on something uh, which is also very positive. You know what it is? The infection. No, I got that sorted last week. I went to the doctor. Okay, so it's, that's now a negative. <laughs> okay, that's that's the spanky we know. Very negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well. I'm positive for negativity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Um, our sister podcast, Retro Smash Podcast, has uh, recorded their first episode, which will be out any day from when we're recording. Welcome back. Uh, and you know what? They were inspired by us. <laughs> they, they really wanted. They've been listening to us, and uh, they really wanted to give it another go. So they have. Um, and fair play to them. And apparently, uh, according to Weldy, who I was talking to last night, uh, name drops our show on their show. So I think it's only fair we return the favour once more. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Cheers, we, we Retro. Got you two, two episodes in a row. Yeah. Also, check out episode 50 featuring Weldy time. Good old Weldy. Yeah, yeah good man. I, I say that. Uh, I, it, I didn't realise he was younger than you, Chris. Everyone's younger than me, apart from those that are older. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, he's the one that suge- he was the one that suggested Twisted Metal as a remake. Yeah. Weldy's the same age as my brother. <laughs> I didn't even realise. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's uh, more good news around. So, unless there's anything else. <gasps> no, uh, we could mention things for days, but uh, you all know what to do. You can follow us on. Uh, Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and follow these two on their uh, Twitch, Spanky Rambles and Sibaka. Uh, yeah, you know where we are on the internet, and uh, thank you for listening. Oh, I have plug- Betty Swallocks. Yeah, Betty Swallocks. Uh, I have Betty Swallocks. I was about to say, a uh, quick plug, because um, I just mentioned I'm going to be doing a new board on this challenge, but what have you got coming up, Brandon, that we can look forward to on your channel? I have nothing in particular because I've not streamed for two weeks because I download. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, probably just continuing Arcanath because it's my first time doing a rerun of an event i've got new toys on it i don't think i necessarily have any new games planned but i'd like to be able to do some new stuff just to keep everything fresh so yes i'm still waiting for people to do my peppa pig thing like you did because i've got some inspiration for you i was like it can't be that bad surely 
Well, if that's if if new game sounds interesting to you, <laughs> I hope you enjoy Paw Patrol. Oh fuck! I gotta play it on Sunday. Thanks for reminding me. I was enjoying my life. <laughs> uh, it was all going so positive. Quick, what's your favourite Paw Patrol dog? Uh, big red dog. Uh, I don't know, Marshall, because that's the only one I can remember the name of. Cool. I can't think of any. Marshall's the Dalmatian. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. I've watched too much Paw Patrol. His catchphrase: "Ready or not, I'm coming in hot." <laughs> Which, uh, if, if, if anyone's seen that stream, then uh, they've probably got PTSD. Just like when I watch Boarding Point. <laughs> anyway, that'll do. Or, um, <laughs> what, Book Bumble? What about now? It's time to run with... Yes, please. No, what am I thinking of? No, what? Bugsy 3D. That's what I'm thinking Oh, yeah. yeah. Bugsy, Bugsy 3D. Bugsy 3D, not Book Bumble. Sorry. Stop ruining everything. <laughs> you, lo you love uh, Bugsy 3D, don't you, Chris? A terrifying... I'm just going to sit here... Uh, I'm just going to sit here contemplating in anger. <laughs> 